Happy New Year. We made it, y'all. We made it out of 2020. So shout out to everybody that's listening to the episode right now. Um, I just want to wish everybody, you know, a great year. Hopefully everybody's setting goals and, you know, taking taking steps to accomplish those goals this year. I know I definitely will be. With that being said, it's week two of NBA basketball and there's a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. So in today's episode... We're going to be talking about Stephen Curry, the great one, the golden child. We're going to be talking about uh, the teams that have surprised me so far this, this, uh, this season and the teams that have not surprised me. And lastly, of course, we're going to have our Knicks and Dimes segment where we talk about my beloved New York Knicks and how excellent they're doing so far this season. So let's get right into it. There's been a lot of slander lately. There's been a lot of slander lately on on Stephen Curry, Stephen Wardell Curry's name in the in the past few months in the NBA. And I must say I do not appreciate it. I'm just still trying to understand. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around how this is even a debate anymore. How like what is there left to talk about? I think I think last night if if you guys don't know, like I said, it's it's uh, January 4th, and Stephen Curry dropped 62 points last night against the Portland Trailblazers. Now, I wish I could say that I'm surprised. I wish I could say, like, oh, snap, I didn't, I didn't see this coming. But I'd be lying right now if, that, if I was to say that. Shout out to all my friends listening to the podcast right now because you know who you are. But yeah, man. I just want to. I want to get into. I just want to get into this conversation because I just feel like the NBA. I get it. It's a you know what have you done for me lately uh, league. We we have quick. We have short term memory for some reason, and we forget so easily how great certain players could be. In this example, obviously we're talking about Steph, right? Steph last season. First of all, Golden State goes out bad. In the, in the finals against Toronto, right? They lose KD, they lose Clay. Okay, cool. Not cool, but going into next season, nobody really pegged Golden State to really make as much noise. Steph gets injured, doesn't play as much. Cool. Now, Damian Lillard is the reigning best player in the best point guard in the NBA at that point because Steph is obviously not playing. And in my opinion, Dame was Damian Lillard was the best point guard in the NBA that season. By no stretch was Damian Lillard the best point guard 
just, you know, moving forward when Steph returns or anything like that. And I think that was proven last night. Going into the season, I know there was a lot of chitter-chatter about, you know, if Steph doesn't take Golden State to the playoffs, you know, that says a lot about Steph's legacy and blah, 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 which was all garbage to me. I think I, I, think I let that be known on last episode. But, like I said, whether he gets his team to the playoffs or not, Steph is stamped. Steph is the best point guard in the NBA. As a matter of fact, Steph is, from, from this point on, let's just consider Steph Mr. 1 through 5. I think that's what Kendrick Lamar said on, no, that's definitely what Kendrick Lamar said on, on his song, on his um, damn album. Mr. 1 through 5. That's what we're going to call Steph from now on because at this point, he might as well hold down each one of those positions because it's not even close in terms of the rankings, in terms of how great Steph is compared to the other point guards on this list. Now, with all due respect to every other point guard on this list, I'm a huge fan, right? I'm going to do a little comparison between Steph and the other five or the other four point guards, in my opinion, that are the top five point guards in the NBA, right? We're going to start off with Damian Lillard. Now, excluding last night's performance, Steph has shown us on countless occasions that he's just the better point guard. His team, I I believe their record against the Portland Trailblazers, Golden State's record against the Portland Trailblazers in the the playoffs, I think Steph's record is like 10-0 or... I could be mistaken, but I feel like that's that's what it is, right? Dame has no luck against Stephen Curry in the playoffs. Now, again, I'm not saying that Steph or, I mean, Dame is, you know, not top tier because obviously Dame is, in my opinion, second best point guard in the NBA. But people need to stop comparing the two because Dame has, he's as, I can't even, I don't even know if I want to say as skilled, but because Dame can do a lot of the things Steph can do, but he can't do everything that Steph can do. I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to. If I if that makes sense to a lot of people listening, right? Dame could shoot the ball, but he's not as good of a shooter as Steph, right? You could put him in the same situation. He can make those shots, but in terms of percentages, Steph is beating him by a long shot. I wish I. I wish I had the stats pulled up right now, but Steph is beating him by a long shot. That's already been proven, right? Until until mind you, you know, Dame has been in the league three years less than Steph. So I, I guess in, in a sense he has a lot, he has more time, which they both do, but um, he still has time to you know redeem himself or gain some title shots, gaining some MVPs. But at this point right now, it's it's looking slim for Dame for me considering Dame better than Steph. Next person on the list, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, in my opinion, is another point guard in the NBA. He has the potential to be better than Steph like by the end of his career we could say that you know Kyrie is is better than Steph if he manages to win a few more titles if he manages to you know win an MVP or two but as it stands I can never say Kyrie is better than Steph because a multiple of multitude of reasons one championships now we could say we could have all the chitter chatter about oh how Steph only won the other two because of Kevin Durant and Blah, blah, blah. In my opinion, Steph should have... I mean, that's bias. I'm not even going to speak on that. But Kyrie Irving was playing with the best player in the NBA, as most people would consider it. LeBron James is the best player in the NBA right now. Kyrie was playing on the same team with him for four years. 
and they managed to get one championship together. Granted, Kyrie was hurt first time, but I, I think that in this argument, in terms of Steph versus Kyrie, one of the biggest skills that Steph has that Kyrie hasn't had, or not even, I, I guess Steph has been injured too, but I, I forgot this phrase, but have, being able to be on the court is extremely important. And Kyrie hasn't been able to stay on the court as much as Steph has. So in that sense alone, his ability to be healthy, healthier than Kyrie already puts him ahead. Steph has won multiple MVPs. Kyrie has yet to show that, you know, I mean, I think when he went to Boston, he had the, a great opportunity to, to win an MVP that season. But again, wasn't able to stay healthy. Um, and also... I'm not one of the I'm not one of those guys that's gonna say that Kyrie's bad for the locker room or anything like that because one I don't know Kyrie personally and I don't I'm a huge Kyrie fan I'm a supporter of Kyrie so I hate when the media tries to scrutinize him in that sense but in my from from my vantage point Steph has shown to be a better leader than Kyrie thus far so that's another reason I'm taking Steph over Kyrie not to mention shooting again. In terms of shooting, we don't even got it. That's not even a conversation for debate. That's not even something that I feel like we need to talk about. Steph is by far, by far, by far the best shooter ever. And that's like, you know, so that alone puts him ahead of most of the competition. Next person on the list we have is Russell Westbrook. Russ, again, is another great point guard, athletic, out the roof, you know, obviously a triple-double threat, but... I feel like this comp this this debate doesn't even need to be long because Russ has yet to proven to be a winner. He's played with multiple All Stars, has yet to has yet to do anything of substantial in my opinion besides getting to the finals with Kevin Durant. Um, and since then, you know he's won you know MVP. He's done the triple double thing for three seasons, which is I don't want to you know downplay that at all. But in terms of winning when it matters most. He has not shown to be that that guy yet for me, and that's and that's why I stand on on that conversation until Russell Westbrook shows me that he can take his team to a championship and win. You know, I can't have that conversation because he he's had multiple you know All Star plays on his team. So that's my argument with that. And last on the list to me is Chris Paul. We already know what Steph has done to Chris Paul in his career, with all the respect to CP3. That's, yeah, that's that, right? I don't think that we can really have that conversation yet until Chris Paul does, again, the same thing. It, like, does something substantial enough for me to say, okay, yeah, he, he's better than Chris Paul, I mean, better than Stephen Curry, which is not the case. And also, with that being said, a lot of people have this conversation about Steph, you know, and they say that he needs to do the same things that, you know, guys like Russell Westbrook has done or guys like James Harden has done and lead his team. Granted, he has the opportunity to do that this season. And if he doesn't, like I said, he's still stamped. He's still solidified. We got to realize how skilled this dude is. He's beating these guys. Most of these guys, he's beating these LeBrons. He's beating the Russell Westbrooks. All of these guys are way more athletic, stronger. And he's beating these guys off pure skill. Pure skill. So I can go on and on and on about this conversation between Steph and the other point guards in the NBA. But like I said, Steph, he might as well just be called Mr. 1 through 5 because there's no other point guard in the NBA that's on his level right now. I think Kyrie this season has the opportunity to prove it. You know, he has a few years in Brooklyn. I think he can, 
he can if he can manage to win a few championships over there if he could do something then we could you know revisit this conversation about Kyrie same thing with Dame if Dame can manage to you know win some talk to me but until then Steph is solidified moving on like I said we're, we're in the second week of NBA basketball and a few teams have done great things a few teams have done not so great things and you know and I want to talk about some of the teams that have surprised me and and haven't surprised me, and I'm not necessarily surprised by um, so far in the second week of the NBA. So on the list of surprised teams, one of the teams that I'm super surprised by right now is the Washington Wizards. Granted, they did manage to get a big, big win last night against the Brooklyn Nets, which I'm I, I wish I was I, was, I wish I actually watched that game. Um, I was just really looking at the the box score. I wasn't able to watch it, but I looked at the highlights and. I really thought they would start off a lot stronger. You know, like I said, I think that Russ and Bradley Bill have one of the one of, if not the best backcourts in the NBA right now. And I think their supporting cast, as much as people want to write them off, I don't think their supporting cast is bad. Rui Hachimura is a stud, I think. I was looking at some of the highlights of him scoring on KD last night. I think this kid is really gonna be a bullet and he's in his second year. Uh Denny Advia um from overseas, I can't remember where. I think he's a very skilled, um, a very skilled big man. I think he's a big man. He plays, I think, small forward, but he, you know, he has a lot of tools in his arsenal. And Thomas Bryant, he's going to be like another Clint Capella type of player that's just going to eat off, you know, Russ driving to the paint or Bradley driving to the paint and, you know, getting buckets like that. So in terms of starting, I think they have enough. So I'm really surprised that they came out um, with the record that they came out, and I'm going to pull it up in a little bit, but. Like I said, I was super surprised by that. Another team that has really surprised me is Denver. I think we all, you know, kind of had Denver after the performance they had last season or in the bubble. I think we all had them, you know, as one of the better teams in the NBA this season. So to see them start off so um, poorly was kind of surprising to me. I do think they're going to pick it up. Again, we're only in the second week in the NBA, so I do believe that these teams uh change things around uh start you know getting a rhythm and uh, getting more chemistry i don't mean again with denver that's why i'm kind of surprised because like i figure they have the chemistry so they shouldn't necessarily be struggling as much as they should right now i mean they are but uh washington i give them that excuse where it's like you know you got russ who's a a culture shifter you have to give him some time to adjust so i do believe that washington's going to turn around and denver's going to turn it around but denver you have no excuse for why you started off so poorly Another team that I'm surprised by who started off kind of poorly, speaking of, is the Brooklyn Nets, man. Come on, KD and Kyrie. I'm thinking this is the team to beat. You know, they started off 2-0, and and then they took a loss to, I believe, Charlotte was the team that beat them first, if I'm not mistaken. And they took a few surprising losses. You know, granted, they, they got kinked. They still got to figure out. I'm not writing any of these teams off. Even though I'm saying I'm surprised, I'm not writing any of these teams off like they're not going to you know, make it to the playoffs or anything like that. I said I'm just surprised because I thought they would start off a little stronger than they have. Right now, the Brooklyn Nets are three and four. Um, I think right now they should at least, you know, be five and one if, you know, right, or something along those lines. I was not expecting that. But, again, I, I do believe that they're going to turn it around. The loss, to Spencer, the loss of Spencer Dinwiddie was huge, and I think we've noticed that. I think they've, you know, noticed the the effects of that so far and that's taking a toll on the team 
but I do believe that they're gonna pick it up and change things around. But yeah, like I said, man, uh, those are the th those are a few of the teams that have surprised me so far. I wanna get into some of the teams that I'm not surprised by um, their performances. Right now, the teams on that list, Phoenix. If you listened to one of my first few episodes, I already knew Phoenix was gonna be lit. Uh, Chris Paul has DeAndre Ayton looking good. Devin Booker hasn't even been scoring as much as I thought he would be scoring right now, but I do believe that he's gonna turn it up. He's gonna ramp it up as the season, as the, as we progress into the season. But yeah, Phoenix, I'm not surprised by them at all. They look good. Macau Bridges, he's looking like he's gonna he's he's leveling up. Uh, Cameron Johnson looks like he's gonna be a, a great shooter. So I really like this team. I think them getting Jay Crowder, giving him some toughness, was a really great pickup for them. And I do expect this team, like I said, to be in a in a playoff conversation. I do believe they're gonna give teams problems when they get to the playoffs. Uh, now that you got you have two guys in Chris Paul and Devin Booker that can close the game for you, it's gonna be it's gonna be you know a problem for a lot of Western Conference teams come whenever the playoffs start. I forgot one right now. Another team that I'm not surprised by right now is Atlanta. I know uh, New York actually we play Atlanta tonight, and I know it's gonna I know they're gonna be very tough offensively. You know. For us to match up with but I think our defense right now looks really good and if we bring the defense that we've been bringing I think we'll match up well but I'll, I'll save the Knicks talk for later later on in the in the show but yeah Atlanta man Trey Young speaking of stuff you know I know we were talking about stuff earlier I've said this since this kid was coming out of college I think this kid has the potential to be better than Stephen Curry again with that being said he has a lot to prove I don't want to make it seem like he's there now granted in year three, he's better than what Steph was in year three, in my opinion. So we'll see if he can put the pieces together. We'll see if he can manage to, you know, win some MVPs, take his team to the, you know, to the finals a few times. Then we could, you know, then we could really revisit that conversation. But I, I really like what Atlanta's doing, and I'm not surprised at all with, um, with what they're doing right now. Another team is the Philadelphia 76ers, man. I know people want to write off Doc after his, you know, his stint with the Clippers. You know, they feel like he underperformed, which he, which I feel like he did too. But this, this guy's won a championship. So at the end of the day, I can never write off somebody that's that's proven to to do it. If he's done it once, I think you can do it again. And right now, with the with the pieces they have over there, and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, I think Tobias Harris is playing really good. Philly looks really good right now, and I'm not surprised by that at all. And lastly, and I guess this is a perfect way to segue into the Knicks and Dime segment, the Knicks, man, I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised at all. Even though that, that win against Milwaukee kind of surprised me, we're 3-3 three and three right now, and that's amazing because, you know, for the last few seasons, we started off like 1-6, so... I'm extremely happy with uh, where we're at as a team. I, like I said in, in the beginning of the season, I think Tom Thibodeau was the best hire New York has made. Recently on my Instagram, I, I posted a tweet that I had from like 2015 when Phil Jackson was still president. And I, and I was tweeting at Phil Jackson saying that he needs to hire Tom Thibodeau as our defensive specialist or something. And I'm super happy that we got him as a, a coach because he's really gotten the, the team to buy in to playing team basketball. He's gotten the team 
to buy in to playing defense to playing in transition like it looks it's really exciting to watch he's gotten players that i wanted to get traded to look like all-stars a la julius randall even alfred payton even though i still think he you know we're gonna trade him and i think we should because he can't shoot but he's been he's been balling and i'm not gonna take that away from him he has been balling uh austin rivers has only been back two games and what i've seen from austin rivers so far i like him and we only got him for three million I think we definitely need to re-sign him. I like his energy. I like his interview so far. So the Knicks, man, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing. I'm loving the effort. Like even though for losing now, it's not like you know it's it's ugly to watch. Like the team is they're fighting, they're putting in effort, and that's all New York Knicks fans ever wanted. We just want to see effort every night. Want to lose? We don't want any team to play us and feel like it's the Knicks. We got this. It's light. And right now, the Knicks are playing with energy, and they're playing for their respect, and I love it. R.J. Barrett, so far, like what I've gotten from him, and as well as just the team in general, is inconsistency, which we expect. They're young, right? And that's why they're literally sitting at 500, because it's like sometimes they're going to play really, really good, and then other nights, they're going to play really, really bad. But I do think that it's, like, again, it's only the second week in the NBA, so this team is going to get better. They're going to continue to develop. And clearly the development is working because guys like Julius Randle is, even though he's still turning the ball over a little more than I want, he's playing like an all-star right now. And I'm not going to take that away from him. In terms of where he's going to be with the team moving forward right now, obviously I don't want him to get traded. Like, we look good. I think we have really good chemistry. We're building that chemistry and we're going to continue to get better. We'll see, what it's, we'll see where we're at at the end of the season because we do have a team option on him for that last year. So we'll see. But as of right now, I do not want to trade Julius Randle. IQ just got back, Emmanuel, quickly. He came back and he looks good, you know. And I'm happy that he came back against the same team that he, you know, he got injured and wasn't playing because he was able to come in and be effective. And we was able to beat Indiana in our last game, which was very impressive to me. That game was very impressive. I think that everybody came to play ball. Everybody, like I said, was locked in on defense. We played 48 minutes of basketball, which has been preached by uh, Tom Thibodeau since the jump. And yeah, man, I think we're in, in a great, great, great situation. And I want to take time to like really give Tom Thibodeau his flowers because I do think that however long we have, I think we signed him for five years. I think this needs to be our coach for the next decade. You know, granted that he's healthy, granted all things are going well. This is the guy that we, we should have signed a long time ago because New York is gritty. We need a gritty team. We need a team that's going to play for each other. We don't necessarily need to get an all-star. We don't need to, you know, try to trade and give up all of our pieces to get some big name. You know, that's never necessarily been what we was about. I think that we, the team that we're building right now is playing for each other. Like I said, we're playing team basketball. We're passing the ball and we're getting more assists. With more assists, you know, guys are going to get more comfortable. So you're going to start seeing guys improve like Kevin Knox. We're going to start seeing guys improve uh, like Emmanuel Quickly. Obi, we haven't even seen what he is yet. Obi Toppin is going to be a problem if he comes back and, you know, guys are passing the ball like we've been passing the ball because he's a great passer. He can shoot it. And with him being able to shoot, that's just going to open up the lane for him to use his athleticism. So all the Knicks haters out there, man, stay tuned because I got a lot more I'm going to have to say by the end of the season. All the new Knicks fans, all the, all the fans on the bandwagon, all of a sudden, listen, man, I don't know where y'all come from, but stay far away. Whether we win or lose this season, just stay far away because I know it's coming. Every dog has his day.
Every dog has his day, and New York's day is coming very soon. I can see it. Granted, everyone stays healthy. I think we're going to have a great, great season. I think we can I think we can overachieve this season. And and with overachieving for me would be getting 500 and above. If we got 500 this season for me, that would be overachieving. But I think we can do that. And if we get anything above that, that would be excellent. I'll be very satisfied, playoffs or not, uh, seeing our guys develop and improve, seeing RJ go from averaging 14 last season to, you know, 17 plus would be huge. Kevin Knox has been one of the worst players in the NBA for the last few seasons, so seeing him improve in every area would be just clutch. And seeing what we do, man. So I'm going to leave it at that. I feel like I could have probably been talking for a lot more, but... Again, I don't I don't like to make these things long, so you know, subscribe, share your comments, share your opinions with me, DM me, let me know what's up. And that's another episode, y'all.